Hey there, welcome to an African Millennial Podcast, hosted by your girl, Vanessa Kimoro. I hope that as you engage on my podcast, that you get inspired, that you get elevated, and there's wisdom you can share with your family and friends. So today, we get to talk to the amazing Joanne Muturi. She's a life purpose coach. And she mentors women who are in transition and feel that they're stuck and just want to move into something else. She's so amazing. The first time we met, we talked for like two hours. It was just amazing. We connected on purpose, on life, on meaning. And she's such, such an amazing, strong woman. I mean, given six months and then six years later, she's changing lives there's a story to tell so have a listen hi joan hi vanessa thanks for having me good afternoon thank From you for, thank you for joining in um it's so it's so amazing to just have you and how we've come to know each other joan you know it's serendipity eh? How life works. It is. I mean, um, I just think about everything that has happened in my life. And I realize that God is a God of plan. He's a God of intention. And he's a God of extreme order. And part of the divine order is that Vanessa and Joanne get to meet. Oh, man. It's amazing. And I think your story is just so fascinating. We've talked. I think I've also talked. I shared, we talked about 2020 and how to thrive. But me, when I think of you, when you come to my mind, I just feel like you're those people who, even in COVID, you're just, you're thriving, man. Eh? No excuses. No excuses. No excuses. That is absolutely true. And I always tell my clients that life is now. Yeah. Life is now, the here and the now. Yeah. With this COVID, whether there is no COVID, life is still happening. And I have learned to make a distinction. Am I doing things merely out of survival? Yeah. Or am I doing things as the full as the, a full reflection of who I was created to be? Yeah. In what am I honoring my calling? Am I honoring my purpose? Yeah. I mean, so, oh, so, so sorry, just very quickly. So when you're honoring your purpose, whether there is COVID or no COVID, your answer is yes, I'm honoring my purpose. But Joan, what is this purpose thing? You know, some people, you'll tell them purpose. You know, I remember when I was living corporate and they told someone I'm going to pursue purpose. They told me those are things you don't do now. You do them later when you're old. <laughs> okay. So what is, is purpose thing? Yeah, so um, one of the things that I've come to distinctly understand, Vanessa, in this uh, journey that I call purpose, number one is there is an intersection between where God has given you. We all have talents. We all have gifts, right? You have things that come so naturally to you. Vanessa, you are such a charmer. You're yeah. such a 
part. That's something that is natural to you. You have the gift of the gab. You speak well, right? That is natural. So it's the intersection really between your talents. What are you passionate about? What is it that you really, really love to do? right that time literally stops when you're doing this activity right yeah. and then obviously you have skills and expertise for me i have skills you have skills as well um i have a corporate background i have things i've gone to uni i have um masters and lots of other qualifications including coaching qualifications and so many other things that i have built along the way right so those are your skills and your ex life experiences um, your expertise or oh, life experiences I would put uh, your life experiences I would put separately there are things that have happened in your life that you're like oh my goodness this is something I need to share with people yeah. I went through this so that somebody else doesn't need to go through that right yeah. and then obviously there are your values yeah are the things that are, are non-negotiable yeah in your life so for me, where all this intersect, where my talents intersect, where my passions intersect, where my life experience intersects, where my skills and expertise intersect yeah. with my values, that is where your purpose lies. Yeah. Uh, Joan, let me, I'm just gonna pause this, okay? Uh-huh. So you were sharing about purpose and how that comes in and what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, so just as I give you the synopsis of this, when you live a life of purpose, for me, it's really understanding that the decisions that you make your life, your, your big why becomes a big filter. It literally filters the decisions you make on a day-to-day -day basis and i'll explain this a little more so when i talked about my values and i would want and i'll ask you um i'll turn it around for purposes of this illustration what are can you give me two of your values two uh, of the my personal values yes your personal values like if you could share with me two of them please honesty yeah um and authenticity honesty and authenticity so basically vanessa when you're living your life purpose and you're doing what you've been called to do for you every decision that you make has to be tied to is it honest and are you living according to your highest level of authenticity yeah. so for example you are given a contract where somebody wants you to bribe them yeah. Or to, do so, or, or to share a story that is not true. So the first thing, it will be a huge conflict and indirect misalignment with your values. The moment there's a misalignment in your values or what I call an incongruence with your values, you are then dishonoring your life purpose. Yeah. So let's look at this. So when you're honoring your purpose, Vanessa, for you, Mm -hmm. you are living a life of honesty and a life of, of authenticity. Yeah. So in my, in my um, line, two of my key uh, values are a life of purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say my purpose is to help people live their purpose. Mm -hmm. And another 
great value is my faith. So when I'm honoring my faith in God and I'm doing what um, is right according to what God expects of me, which is that he has created me for a purpose yes. and that he knows every single hair in my head and that he, his uh, plans for me are for good and not for evil. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If I stick to that, that I'm combining what my faith says to me and combining it with my belief in my purpose, then guess what the end result is? a meaningful life of significance. So when you're living um, what I call your one royal life with boldness and courage, your one royal life with boldness and courage, you're understanding that every decision you make, every step you take every day has to be in alignment with your core values mm. and your personal values. What are your core values? Of that, yeah, so your core values are your non-negotiables. So there are things, again, which are not negotiable to any individual. Everybody has their own. So I have five core values. They're the ones that govern my decision-making processes. They're the ones which govern how I live my life. And just what I said um, a few minutes ago, they strongly and greatly determine what I do on a day-to-day basis. So I'll share mine. Yeah. One is, as I said, my faith. So everything I do needs to honor my belief in God and yeah. His Son, Jesus Christ. That is huge for me. My life purpose that I repeatedly say this, when you do not honor your purpose, you're literally living a completely unfulfilled life. Yeah. You're literally living a soul deficient life. I it's think- like you're living... It's like you're living in a body without a soul. But how did you how how did you yourself come to this journey of purpose? Like what made yes, you so passionate about pursuing purpose? Get, sorry, Vanessa, I didn't hear you very well. I was saying what what made you decide to 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 push for a life of purpose, to live a life of purpose? What yes. what journey has led you to where you are now and what you're doing? Yes. So we we're, we're going to go that. Yeah, because you interrupted me while I was talking about the values. Right. Because once you share the values, I'll be able to get into the story of what led to this. Because the values will help you understand where I'm going next, which is okay. the story. So the values, as I said, so my faith is very important. And then living a life of purpose, which I'm going to share with you yeah. in a short while. And then another value I have is abundance abundance of relationships abundance of wealth abundance of health abundance of every good thing every good and perfect gift that's abundant for me freedom is extremely important in my life and then living a life of excellence so those are my Mm. five critical values so how then did i come to find my purpose which which you will understand from my values as i did my own personal development um, journey, I knew that, I felt like there was a vacuum, but for very long, I muted. I literally muted that yearning for more. Why? Because I had a very successful job. I was working with the United Nations for 
almost 15 years and before that for 13 years and before that two years in corporate in um corporate with a local bank in mm. kenya mm. so i'm talking about almost 15 years of corporate experience and if you know what i'm talking about if you have a good job in corporate everybody tells you you're in the best place you're in the best place exactly everybody tells you like how lucky are you everybody tells you you would be mad to give that up however for a long time i I knew and i could feel it in my spirit that i was tranquilizing my passions Mm. that's the word i was actually tranquilizing my passions and i was really quashing myself to really um accept my status quo accept the fact that i have this job and it's a good job and you should be very grateful to god for you know giving you this but in my spirit i could tell there was a craving and a yearning for more and vanessa um as i did my duties one day i woke up and it's uh, i'll give the summarized version because we have very limited time i woke up one morning um preparing to go to work I had not been feeling well for just, you know, on and off, but I just assumed it's a stress of work. And I said to myself, oh, you know, you know, when you work the hours I do, you know, there's a way you glorify your job. Yeah. That obviously your body has to be tired. Your body has to be unwell. But this particular morning I woke up and I couldn't lift my head. And um, my husband called me then boyfriend and he he was in the uk and i said to him i'm not well he said find your way to a hospital sometimes things happen and you don't even understand because i literally dragged myself out of the bed and when i think about this i wonder how i did it because i'm the one who drove myself to the hospital and by the time i got to the you know the triage the nurse looked at me and said you're not well you're evidently not well and um what led to I, d- I thought i was just going for a checkup the next thing i was admitted because they found that my blood um blood uh, levels were very low and generally even how i looked i was i was really not well so they decided to do some tests and run this and the other and vanessa I was admitted in that hospital for a couple of days as they, you know, did the investigations and also had to transfuse the blood. Now, what came out of the investigations a week later, Vanessa, is what completely transformed my life. And that's why I'm about to say that sometimes your most tragic and most painful experiences can birth your purpose. My purpose was birthed from extreme pain. Mm. so here i am in the hospital we're waiting for the results and the results finally come and they say you have a tumor and it's malignant that means it's a cancerous tumor yeah and i said what are you talking about and before even what are you talking about i was with a friend of mine and my friend immediately collapsed like out finished on the floor and she i just had her say not again because my said friend had just lost her dad about two months ago, two months prior to us now to my situation. And I remember the nurses coming, running in and they thought she's the victim, you know, because she's the one on the floor. And I, I just remember looking at the doctor and telling him that I have a, a very good feeling something will come out of this. Mm-hmm. And I think he thought I 
was mad because hey, his yeah. next faith and science. His, they don't. They don't. They don't, they don't match. Yeah. They don't because his next um thing was really these tests have to be done. Blah blah. You need to see an oncologist and all this. And when I, I'm shortening the story, when we went to the oncologist, her first statement was, "We cannot do anything if you're lucky." It's going to be six months. Vanessa, this is the sixth year. Wow. From that statement. Wow. The sixth year. And interestingly, the symptoms I started getting were in the, started at the beginning of 2014. And when I really got ill was April uh, 2014 is when I started really getting uh, symptoms. And by that time, um, you know, it was now becoming time for me to, get proper treatment and all that when the doctor was saying it six months was august of the same year and i can tell you that um when god is not done with you you ain't going nowhere ain't going you, nowhere you ain't going nowhere because when i look at a review of the last few years yeah i can tell you that god has was really positioning me to really step out and help women really understand that they have one life to lead and that no amount of fear no amount of discouragement no amount of procrastination no amount of excuses no amount of despondence yeah. no amount of limiting beliefs will stop you from doing what god wants you to do unless you yourself decide to disobey because living outside your purpose is an outward sign of disobedience. And actually you feel, you, don't you feel like you're not in alignment? Like there's something within your spirit that is just, it doesn't feel 100%. You will never be satisfied. And um, it's literally like saying, and, and I tell my clients this, it's like a body without a soul or a ship without a radar. There's no way, a ship without a radar We'll, we put it on the, in the sea. And guess what happens? It will drift to whichever direction. It has no guiding force. It has nothing directing it to where it's meant to go. Mm. It will just flow in whatever direction. Maybe it was meant to go to China. It will find itself in Uganda. However, when your purpose grounds you, your purpose literally grounds you it solidifies you it gives you an anchor yeah. that's what it does it gives you a solid anchor and a focus in which to, mm. to do your things and it gives you a sense of intentionality and focus so there's absolutely no way you can live your your life purpose without making it a deliberate pursuit Mm. fulfilling purpose is a deliberate pursuit mm. it just doesn't fall on your lap you make a deliberate effort to do it and that's why i eat live and breathe purpose i keep telling um my clients vanessa that you need to invest in your purpose it's something mm. it's not yet clear to you for, for you to be able to get the satisfaction in your life, there's something that um, Jack Canfield talks about. It's called a, uh, he calls it a joy review. So you literally go back over all, go over your life 
Go over everything in your life that has truly brought you joy. And that starts giving you a hint of the things that could be linked to your purpose. So, for example, for me, even as a child, when I do presentations and speak to people and stand on those stages for kids, I'll be the first kid with a microphone. I love to speak. That's right. I love to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a leader in the, what do you call those ones? Brownies and Girl Guides. Mm. I, I, I can little, literally see positioning of leadership from being a, a young person, right? Going into my high school years, I see areas of leadership. So you were seeing those little, you were seeing those little dots. Now when you look back, those, those dots, it was something being planted at that time to get you to where you are. Absolutely. And that's why I keep telling people, it's not outside of you. It's not something you're going to look outside. God created you whole, including with your purpose inside. And if you don't know what it is, it is your utter responsibility to find out what it is. So, Joanne, how do you help? How do you help people to be able to do that? To find that focus point, that purpose. How how do you do that? Yeah, um, the different ways that I do it, but the, my main way is through. I have a program. It's a my signature program, it's called Clarify, Connect, and Cultivate Your Life Purpose. Clarify, a, Connect? Connect and Cultivate Your and Life cultivate. Purpose. Mm-hmm. So I want to, to share a little about that um, program. So basically, when my clients come to me, yeah, the, the exact thing that you said, I don't really know my purpose, or I have an idea, but I'm not really sure how to um, actualize it, or I have these gifts that I would like to learn how to monetize, but I don't quite know how to monetize them, or I just don't know where I am in my life. I feel stuck. I feel disenfranchised. I have all these dreams that are dormant in me, and I just don't know where to start. Or I know my purpose a little. But I'm so scared. I'm so scared because I feel that by me tapping into it, it will be so big. And then what will happen? Will my friends still like me? Will my family still like me? You know, and um, what I do is I use this um, uh, three-step framework that I'm talking about, where the first thing I help you is to get very clear on the things that I talked to you about, right? Um, I look at, I look at the individual, like for example, it's you. What are you passionate about? We talked about that, you know, the things that Vanessa loves. What is it that Vanessa loves? And then remember what when the things that we love, for you to be able to complete the purpose equation, they yes. have to have somebody else. They're not just for you. Yes. So what then does the world need? Mm. And then, because you're giving to the world, there has to be an exchange. Mm. And what is the exchange? What can you be paid for? Mm. Are you getting me? I see where you're going. And then, remember, it has to be something that you're really good at. Yeah. Because you can't go asking people for money for something that you're not good at. Yeah. So that intersection where there's your passion and then your profession and then your mission and then the vocation has what we call the sweet spot. 
Yeah. What we call your ikigai, your reason for yeah. being. Ikigai. That ikigai, that um, that place, you know, the Japanese call ikigai the reason that you jump out of bed every morning. Mm. That point of intersection for all these things, my dear Vanessa, is the starting point. So that's where we start. Okay. And then after we clarify and get clear on what I've just said, the next step is to connect it to where you're at, connecting the dots. So I want to ask you a question, Vanessa, and you don't have to tell me what it is if you know it or not. <laughs> you know your, do you have a personal life mission? Do you have a personal life vision? Can you articulate it to us? Yes, I do. Yes. Most people don't. <laughs> you want to know what your personal life mission is? or? Uh, uh, sure. Um, my personal life mission is yes. to bring people to be the best version of themselves. Right. And uh, my vision, my vision is to be the best um, seeker that shares God's knowledge and also gets people to to have the knowledge of God. So, <laughs> yeah. And you're articulating it very clearly. And most people don't have know their own, right? So. It is my responsibility to guide them, to help them get clear on what their personal mission and vision is, yeah. which is the, how you connect the first piece. Once you get clear on that, you look at the things that I shared with you. Do you remember? I shared with you your talents, your passions, your skills, your expertise, your life experiences, and your values. All of them combined with what I shared with you at the beginning, Guess what? We don't stop there. Because most people are like, oh, this is so exciting. Oh, now I have an idea. And then guess what happens? They sit on it. Mm. So the last piece is the cultivation. So you clarify and then you connect. And to cultivate is to implement. Your passion, your purpose, your vision, your dreams are of no good if they remain in your head. Yeah. So after the six weeks, I give you a very clear purpose path. You get a very oh, wow. clear purpose plan where you then have the implementation piece. Let me give you an example. One of the clients that I am working with um, in the current cohort of the CCC program, she discovered that um, her passion, she absolutely loves to bake cakes. And um, this is outside of her HR um, consultancy work. Mm -hmm. However, um, the baking of the cakes was just something that she just thought was a passion and a hobby. And as we got to do the program, um, because we are at home due to COVID, yeah. I said to her, what about you considering doing baking sessions for parents and their kids, moms and their kids in the kitchen on Zoom. Wow. Get them on Zoom and then take them through a session on how to bake and all that. And while she was baking and teaching them, guess what was happening? There were conversations happening between her and the little kids and all that. Wow. She found that she was very excited about teaching and mentoring as well. So now she's advancing from not just baking, but using baking as a tool for mentorship and communication mm. in families. 
Are you seeing? It just goes beyond baking cakes. There's another additional another thing. And I think anything using Yeah. So it's looking at the next level in everything that you do. Another one of my clients does baby plates. You know, like the way you have a plate written your name? So yes. you have Yeah. I have one here. I could show it to you. Where is it? You know, when you have to show somebody the thing, it disappears. Disappears. <laughs> anyway, it's here. Oops, I just hope I can pull it for you. So I have a plate that somebody did for me, but I'm just showing you, it would be a bigger one, okay? Oh, nice. Yeah, so this is Joanne, right? Yeah. Yeah, Joanne. Yeah. Yeah. So she does bigger like this, but for babies, baby names. And when I said to her, what does this do? And she says it makes baby spaces beautiful and a happy oh, baby, a happy mom. That's amazing. So it goes just beyond creating the plague. Yeah. With the plague, a happy baby space, a happy baby nursery, is a happy baby and a happy baby who is not cranky because they love their space yeah. they feel you know they've been created for an environment that they love gives the mom so much joy and what does that mean if the baby is happy and mommy is happy it means that mommy gets to sleep and if mommy is able to sleep and baby is able to sleep everything just flows naturally in every stage of that child's life are you understanding what i mean yeah purpose is not surface deep it's not just creating a flake mm. what will this joanne do for me mm. seeing this gives me such joy not, it gives me it's my, not a selfish need it is not at all and you know understanding that vanessa that when you serve at your highest level and i'd want to share something um that i felt uh, was one of the starting points for this journey of mine uh, can I share it with you? Yeah. You asked me something at some point before the interview, and I felt that it was so important for me to share. And uh, a lot of people ask me about the evolution of your why, the evolution of your purpose, Jenny, how does this work? Yeah. And uh, one of my mentors broke it down to me in a way that I completely and utterly love. And there are four steps that any person goes through in their purpose journey, in their evolution, in the evolution of discovering their big why. And the first one is survival. You know, when you start your journey, think about it, Vanessa. When you get out of college, the first thing is survival. I just need to oh, survive. Yeah. I just need to make money. You've been broke to, in college. You want to buy things. College, you just want to make money <laughs> to be able to go to Nando's. You want to travel, to, yeah, London. It's, Neutral survival, pay the bills, you know, um, just meet your basic needs. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. You're not thriving, you're just surviving. surviving. And everybody starts at that level. This is so important, Vanessa, because once you capture this, you'll be able to see where you're at. And I won't ask you where you're at, but as our audience listens, I would want them to give an evaluation for themselves of which stage they are of the journey. And then once you've moved from survival, your next level is a status step of evolution. What is the status level, which is the second level after survival? It's the one, oh, now I can afford a car. So you buy a car and you're like, oh, I like this car. Now I can move to a slightly better neighborhood. 
are you understanding the first levels of your evolution are very selfish they're you 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 my yeah. car my house my income you know so you're moving from survival and then you're moving to the next one which is the status one or a bigger car a new house and all that and then from that the next thing that you ask yourself is now you've gotten the new car you've gotten the new house you're like hmm i have this but i don't feel free i still feel like i'm boxed and you start realizing that i desire freedom i desire a sense of freedom to express myself. Mm. So for example, for me, where it, when I was in my corporate job, that was the place I had reached where I was like, I have I've moved from survival, I've moved from the status. Now I'm feeling, oh my God, I feel boxed. It's time for me to start exploring myself, at a, exploring my capabilities at a deeper level. And I didn't finish the story. When I got sick and I went back to the office after a couple of months, which I'm going to tell you, Vanessa, it's like something completely shifted in me in that, uh, from the hospital bed. Mm. I went back to the office, a completely changed person. Like com my persona had changed. I wasn't the woman who had left that office. I knew that I had a purpose that God had saved me for a reason. And every single morning I went back to the office. Guess what would happen to me, Vanessa? What? The discontent would become more and more. I was just feeling a yearning for just, you know, it's like, I was like, you've got, you've given me a second chance. I can't waste it. Yeah. And that's when I made the decision um, in my head that I was going to quit my job. But back to what, what are some of the blocks I shared at, you at the beginning that stop people from making the decision? Um, fear. Yes. Fear is one of them. Excuses of Excuses. the guilt around what will people think. Yeah. And but then also, also the guilt around but also these people. There's the reality. People have bills. They say they have bills. You know, the reality, which is of course a fact, and then also the, the gratitude element of this organization has been so good to me in my worst crisis. How can I just up and leave them? And then, obviously, um, the feeling of ingratitude again, like people will think I'm the most ungrateful, ungrateful mm. person walking on this planet if I just up and leave this thing, and then, of course, fear of the unknown. And then the discomfort of not knowing what will meet you what? on the other side. And then what will people think? So there are so many things that came into play. And it took me exactly eight months from that, the time I knew I had to, when I got back to work and I woke up one day and I said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I tendered my resignation. And this is quite interesting because, Vanessa, I would never ask anybody to do what I did. And that's why I work with people to help them create a transition plan. Because you can say you're going to pursue your purpose, but purpose doesn't eat grass. You don't eat grass. You don't eat, you're not a cow. You can go and eat grass. You have to, <laughs> you have to make money. Like right? <laughs> Bills have to be paid. So yeah. um, I help women create a transition plan. Mm. 
So you feel the itch, but you don't have to succumb to the itch immediately. You succumb to the itch with a plan. What is, is the course of action that you're going to take that will move you to where it is with wisdom? Because purpose requires wisdom. You can't just act out of emotions. You can't just act out of recklessness because that I would say is recklessness. And that's why I said that fulfilling purpose is a deliberate pursuit. You make a deliberate step, action plan of how you will create this transition plan get support from a coach like myself and a mentor to make sure that what you're getting out into Vanessa is not only scalable, is not only feas uh, uh, feasible, but will also give you immense joy and satisfaction. That is why I tell my clients, before you even make a decision, start with a life purpose program. Yeah. Because that will give you so much direction as to where to begin. What before you start making emotional decisions yeah and to be very clear it's very important i think both of us have been on that journey and uh, getting clear on on what it is you actually want to do want to do is a journey in itself exactly yeah. getting clear on what you want to do <coughs> is a excuse me is a journey in itself and and that's the thing it is a deliberate pursuit mm. So, Joanne, uh, we're about to wrap up. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, no, you an amazing, no, I, an amazing story. You're a very strong woman. I admire you. Thank so far, you. With what you've been through and to come here and to stand here six years later and say, you know what? You have nothing over me. I have a purpose over my life. Amen. Absolutely. My story is God. Eh? So yes. It's amazing. And what would you, what's the one thing you would tell someone out there who's in that place where they're feeling they want to do something bigger than themselves, especially now when we're in a season where there'll be a lot of transition, not voluntary, but some may lose jobs. Some may, their businesses may have to pivot. What would you tell someone at this time? I'll say two things. The first one is what I started with, is all we have is now. We don't know about tomorrow. And the fact that you're here in the here and the now, and I shared this recently on my Instagram, which is purpose underscore cultivator. They can follow me on Instagram, purpose underscore cultivator. As long as your heart is beating and you can feel a pulse, it means that God has something that he wants you to do. There's a plan that he has for you that only you can execute in this world, number one. But number two is that a life of purpose requires you to step out of your comfort zone, to take that risk. And it's so worth it because I cannot imagine looking back to my life and I have it on my vision, but I'm looking at my vision board and it says, looking back, Joanne, on your life, what will make you feel that you have succeeded? And when I think about that question, it's very simple to me, having created a life of significance, a life where I've added value, not only to one, life, to one person's life, but to many people's lives. Because when you shine your light, Vanessa, and genuinely shine your light from a place of authenticity, from a place of truth, you're doing one thing, 
you're honoring your calling. And let me tell you what that light trans literally transcends every aspect of your life. It's like there's a huge beaming like mm. that comes from you. I don't know if you understand what I mean. Like you open your mouth, it's like a torch. <laughs> I know. I, I, I can feel you on that story. There's a light. Yeah, like a torch has been switched yeah. on. And when I think about the last, and, and this is what I'll tell the people, if if they were to go onto their dying bed, they close their eyes and they imagine that this is the time they've been called home. Will they say that they have done everything, that they have exhausted everything yeah. they were put on this earth to do? Can you say for sure that I'm living empty? Yeah. If you can say yes, if you can say yes, then that's a very good answer. Oh, if, nice. you, if your answer is no, do the life purpose course. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, John. Thank you so much. Your, this conversation has been so meaningful and I'm sure it's going to be so meaningful and touch people out there. Um, and how can they reach you uh, if they want to find out about the Life Purpose Program and contact you just even for coaching? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much, Vanessa. I love to um, connect with new people. And the first point of connection is obviously my website. They can go and look at my website, which is www.joannemuturi.com Joanne is J-O-A-N-N-E-M-U-T-U-R-I.com Then obviously another point of connection is through my social media platforms. I am Joanne Muturi across the board, but on Instagram you will find me as purpose underscore cultivator which is my Instagram handle. Please follow my Instagram and drop me a DM. That's another way I respond to all direct messages on Facebook and on Instagram. And obviously you could email me as well. I am one of those old school people who love my emails. So my email address is joanne at joannemuturi.com. So joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E at joannemuturi.com. And uh, obviously, the, 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 whatever mode of communication you use, be assured that you'll find me. I cannot forget the good old LinkedIn. It's still um, being updated to my current um, life situation, but I have a LinkedIn profile, which is also a way that you could get in touch with me. You can connect with me through LinkedIn. So yeah, there's right. absolutely ways that you can reach out to me this has been amazing joanne thank you thank, thank you. you so much be so so blessed and i thank you for our friendship and uh i know god has a, a a great thing ahead of you he continues to go before you but i know it's even bigger and better right yes and um vanessa i can't help but say this that the statement that I use all the time is live your one royal life with boldness and courage. Mm. Vanessa, you're a true expression of that. Oh. You're an expression of living your one royal life with boldness and courage. And I would want to um, just give a shout out to you for doing exactly that. And that even as I listen to this podcast and 
all the other podcasts that you've shared with me, I want to tell you that your platform is blessed and that it's, it's a vehicle that will bring a lot of positive change. It's a, it is a catalyst for change in this day and time and day for the African millennial. And even those of us who are not millennials um, would be, do benefit greatly from this forum. So I look forward to listening to your podcast every week. So that's for pressure. But <laughs> you. you know, you are one of the pressure points. Eh? We are here now. <laughs> I'm one of the oh, pressure. Destiny, Destiny Shepherds. So I love it, and as I like that word pressure point, I, yeah, because I I do admire that um, you are obedient and that you take the necessary steps to move you forward. And of course, you know Vanessa that when you take one step and then the next and the next and the next, you look back one day and you're like, you mean I've actually made so much progress? So be consistent. Be disciplined and above all, have laser focus. And guess what? Your journey towards purpose will be so crystal clear for you and you will do it in your own unique, special way. All right. Thank you, Joanne. You're welcome. It's been okay. a pleasure. Thank you so much. And that's it for, t- for this week's episode. Uh, Kat Joanne, the links will be below. And yeah, let's continue to pursue lives of purpose. Bye, guys.